This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Attacking the middle. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Rising again. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) the human torch. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome everyone to Magic Drive Time presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli here with you. Excited after last night's win, Orlando taking down the Cleveland Cavaliers. 103-83 to was the final big night for Aaron Gordon. Season high, 24 points. He had 11 rebounds to go along with that in 28 minutes worth of work. That's significant. The minutes restriction is starting to fade. Good win for the Orlando Magic. Return to the win column now 5-2. and two. On the season, they trail only the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference, have the second best record in the NBA. Before we go any further, Jake, how do you like the sound of that? This Magic team, 5-2, and two, only one team in the league has a better record than these Magic. A little too early after seven games, or can we get on board? No, the record's the record. I, what yeah. Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are. That's so right. absolutely. Uh, the Magic are in the same class right now as the Philadelphia 76ers because of the numbers. And and, and I'll say this, I kind of like saying that because we saw the Sixers, and that team looks pretty darn good Seems right really now. Good. So if you can if you can keep pace with them throughout the season, then right on. And we don't know what the we don't know what the future holds. I mean, right. good, you know, God forbid if this thing gets sideways and we didn't celebrate the five and two start. <laughs> Shame on us. Shame <laughs> on us. So we're going to have uh, take every opportunity to do that. Lots to cover. Aaron Gordon went off last night for that season high twenty four. Bench played well. Kem Birch twelve points, twelve rebounds. Mo Bamba season debut, and hopefully help is on the way. Looks like James Ennis might be a little closer than Evan Fournier, but hopefully those two will be back soon, if not even tomorrow, possibly, for James Ennis. We will see. But the Magic won last night, so you win, too, with Papa John's Pizza. You're getting 50% off your regular menu price order all day today at papajohns.com. Use that promo code MAGICWIN. Jake, you heard it on the Magic Radio Network. Uh, We did a walk-off interview with Aaron Gordon, and I I thought, you know, Coach and I were sitting next to each other, and and we're thinking, they're playing inside out. They're moving the basketball. Uh, Offensively, they look pretty good. Defensively, you know, the Cavs were shooting 55%. Turnovers were were killer there in the first half. But I thought that inside-out game was generating some offense, so I asked Aaron Gordon that, and his response was point blank, actually, no, I don't think we're playing well at all. He didn't like anything about that first half one-point lead going into the break, but give him credit. He came out, he put the team on his back. He had 13 points in the third quarter alone, and he helped kind of turn the tide of that game and put this thing away in the third. Yeah, I mean, you love the mentality, and and, and I felt the same way. I thought the turnovers were obviously a big issue, and sure. Cleveland was shooting lights out, and Sexton is turning into such a good player. Isn't he fun to watch? Uh, wow, he's dangerous. And, that, and you know what? Fun is a great word because that was a very fun first half. Um, for fans yes. of just basketball in general. I mean, they're going back and forth, but Steve Clifford doesn't like fun, right? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to watch the Cavaliers get out in transition and get those easy buckets. Um, but I did think, just like you said, and you could tell from the get-go, um, you know, Markel had a bad first half. We're going to talk about him later. He was turning the ball over. But he also, you could sense that the the offense, with, they were playing with purpose. They were cutting without the ball. Markel was driving the basketball, not just to, to get to the rack and, and try to get a bucket, to kind of create that secondary movement um, where, you, where you're working the inside-out game and, and passing up good shots uh, for even better shots. 
But if you turn the ball over, it doesn't matter. And so, you know, that's what Aaron was saying. Like, we're doing a lot of things right, but if we can't hold on to the basketball, yeah. we're going to let this team stick around, and then you don't know what happens. Um, so that was obviously the right mentality, and then the second half was just great. You know, I understand you're not going to get – it was great, and especially that third quarter. You just, yeah. you just blew them away. You were able to, to get some guys some rest. Uh, the, the minutes restriction is significant because last yes. year Aaron Gordon led your team in minutes per game at right about 33, 34. He's playing 24 a game coming into last night. So he get, did get up to 28, didn't need him at all in the fourth quarter. My gut tells me he probably could have gone close to 30, mm. maybe 31. But, but you're, you're getting nine less minutes of Aaron Gordon a night through the first six games or five games of, you know, yeah, six games of this season. And now if he feels good, that hamstring, which lingered for months, if that thing is finally gone and he's feeling right and he's locked in, you saw an extra hop on his step. Uh, you know, Steve Clifford mentioned he had it in the morning walkthrough. Uh, but if he can get closer to that 30, 32, 33 minutes a night, that's nine extra minutes a night. I mean, that, that is significant increase uh, if, that you can have him on the floor and think about the production he can add. I, I argue he's probably not going to go six for nine from three every night. He could be great, but you may not get that. But everything he did last night, Jake, I think the importance of that is sustainable. He didn't force everything. He wasn't trying to show the whole offensive repertoire. He stepped into shots. He was in the right spot. He calmly walked out, you know, stepped up and, and knocked down jumpers when he had them, got putbacks, ran in transition, and, and defended his tail off. All the things that we know Aaron can do, now it's the thing of just trying to do that consistently. Yeah, you may not shoot like you did last night, but the way you played last night, you can sustain. Yeah, Aaron we, Gordon. Because we know how important he is, especially with Jonathan Isaac out right. on the That's defensive the end. Um, he, you know, it, depending on who you're playing, he's going to draw probably a, a really good sort of wing um, that those three fours that it seems like every team has now that they like to work the offense through. And so Aaron is obviously, you know, very key on that end. And, and you're right, he's probably not going to shoot six of nine from three, but he had six offensive rebounds last night. Yeah. So we know what he does defensively and we know how the magic early on in the season, that's kind of been what's lacking. And I do think you can draw a parallel there. Um, an extra six minutes a night of Aaron Gordon on the floor probably helps the defense out quite a bit, but then right. it's on the other end, you know, he, he, he was, uh, he's, so important as far as establishing post position and working that inside out game. Um, he's basically the only, you know, interior presence that you have aside from Nick Vucevic. And then, you know, the other aspect of it is, is that transition game and getting out and running. So you get all of those things with Aaron Gordon and some nights one, you know, one area pops up and he's able to shine there. And that's what makes him so valuable is on a night to night basis. You know, last night he had one assist. We know he's capable of seven or eight assists. Yeah. True. Um, on a given night. And look, I think Jeff Turner and I were talking about it a couple of days ago. I do think D I think in, you know, he'll never admit it and we can't get inside his head. I think he was pressing a little bit with those minutes restrictions. I think yeah. he's, you, you, you start the game going, I only got 24 minutes to make an impact on this game. You know, you might try to do a little too much in the first half. And so um, I think all good things when you're talking about getting AG up around 30 minutes or so. But I, but I didn't, he didn't force anything. And I think that's, that's kind of been the big thing now in year seven. If he's learned that and we've overcome that, now listen, he's still got it in him. He, he, can, he can make plays. He can create offense. He can create his own shot. It's when it becomes too much. Uh, you know, I feel, I feel like Steve Clifford a, a couple times every game is like Jimmy Dugan from a league of their own. You're, you're still overthrowing the cutoff. <laughs> That's, that's something I'd like for you to work on before next season. <laughs> something. Evelyn. 
you're still dribbling a little too much, but I think there's, there are an instant, there's an instance or two during, but last night was perfect. It was flawless. And you look at that and you say, wow, this is exactly what we need. Exactly what we want now in year seven uh, for 25 year old Aaron Gordon. So you know, how much of that is sustainable? The way he played last night, a hundred percent of it. Sure. The shots may come and go, but that, that way he played and if he's dialed in and locked in and everything he said last night, all that matters is, is the win. doesn't matter who scores or who does what. Then, wow, I, I think this team can certainly do things. And Nick Vucevic, I mean, we've gotten to the point now where Nick Vucevic, 23-8, and eight, just a ho-hum night. Okay, big deal. He's, he's, he's the all-star. He's the best player on the team. He's now, again, the leading scorer on this team. And, and he's, he's every bit playoff bubble Vooch that we saw a couple of months ago. So, so that has taken it to another game. But I think the other big that, that – again, continues to impress and, and continues to surprise some people, is Kem Birch. I, I, this second unit continues to play well. Gary Clark gave you some good minutes, but you look at Kem, 12 points, 12 rebounds. He ties a career high with, with those 12 rebounds. And you look at him and you think, okay, th- this is a guy that has figured out I can stay on the floor if I set, if I set bone-jarring screens to free up Terrence Ross, right? How, how many screen assists does Kem? I'm going to look that up for the next show. How many screen assists does Kem Birch I get each game? Assist, right? I love oh, the screen assist. I love the screen assist because his are not easy. Guys get hurt when they run, when they run into Kem. And, and so they use Kem for that, for that purpose. And he's also now figured out how to play with Cole Anthony. You know, Cole drives in. He's trying to figure out the game. But if he gets himself in trouble – he can just dump it off to Kem. I think three or four times last night he dumped it off to Kem where he was able to lay it in or dunk it. So Kem has figured out how to play and earn minutes in this league. His last name is is the name of a tree. I mean, I think right. that's awesome. Right. Isn't it? Because <laughs> it is. It has to be. Can you imagine chasing Cole Anthony around and and having Kem Birch standing in your peripheral and you and you run full speed into that man? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, I can't. He doesn't move. He does not move. Um, And I also think, you know, part of what's helped him sort of grow is, is his, his ability now to step out a little bit because now he can pop uh, off of that pick and roll action and, and you have to respect him. And so now once a a player like Cole Anthony or Terrence Ross gets used to playing like um, playing with him and having him have that ability uh, to pop out a step and and they have to respect that jumper that, you know, what 20 footer and, you know, imagine if he's able to extend his range out um, to be a a, a true pick and pop sort of stretch big and knock down some threes. I don't know if necessarily that's in the cards just yet, but that'll add a whole nother element. Like now he, now they have to respect them offensively or defensively. And so that adds to it. And we know, look, he had four personal fouls last night. He just, it looked like he came out last night kind of mad. Um, and I don't know if that's if Drummond and McGee bring that out of people. Um, it could be. Drummond was, yeah, he was not in a good mood uh, in the first half, which is always a good thing as much as I know. I, and by the way, I loved your tweet. I've seen this Drummond many a time. <laughs> I loved your tweet last and, night. You covering the Detroit Pistons. You, you've said, why do you say that? Was he not so much engaged? He's not. When Drummond gets mad, because it all started with the MCW block shot, right? MCW comes flying in from behind. First, Drummond like rolls, lowers his shoulder and, and commit, clearly commits an offensive foul. I think it was Vooch. He moved out of the way. MCW comes flying in and swats him. And then MCW stared him down, which is why I love MCW. Because yes. if you swat Andre Drummond, you stare him down. That's what you're supposed to do. And Andre <laughs> didn't do? like it. And if you get Andre mad, typically it's good for you. Because Andre does his, his best damage, his worst damage um, as a player when he's, 
you know, just kind of floating along, thinking about what he's going to do after the game. That's when he ends up with 25 and 20. Um, If you get in his head and get him angry, then he starts committing dumb fouls and he takes himself out of the game. And sure enough, he committed a stupid personal foul right after that. And then they got the double double tech. Wow. Interesting. You've got that pegged and there might be a formula. Hopefully he's not listening to said program here. (laughs) <laughs> and changes his entire approach tomorrow, but that is interesting. Well, okay, so I was I was pontificating on all of that on the post game show last night, and I don't know if you realize, but now that I'm in the building doing my post game show, and the entire building is empty after the game, I echo throughout that place. Yes, okay? you do. So Dan yes, Savage do. is texting me saying lines that I'm saying on my post game show because he is across <laughs> the arena able to hear me, and as I'm talking about how Drummond is. He doesn't like guarding stretch bigs because he doesn't like getting his butt out on the perimeter, and he doesn't like getting uh, beat up. He hates the Lopez brothers because they, 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 talk, they rough him up a little bit. As I'm saying that, Drummond walks out of the tunnel and looks up at me, and I'm going, oh, my God, Andre Drummond's going to come up and punch me in the face. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> that is true, Dante. That is a true story. And, and he would be well within his rights to do yes, so. Yes, he would have. Yes, he would. absolutely. <laughs> no, but you're just making the point that there is a, there's a method to the madness. There, there's a formula to get a player out of his game. Yep. And, and it seemed to be the case again last night. And you saw him, you covered him for a number of years up there in Detroit and all worked out to Orlando's favor. Andre Drummond's a beast. And I think they caught lightning in a bottle. I think you're getting a guy that is motivated in a contract year, leads the NBA in rebounding. He's always going to grab rebounds, but they roughed him up five of 15. It's not a good shooting night. They made it hard for him down in the low block and, and blocked him a couple of times. So you're right. Uh, and he was uh, three you know, block shots last night. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He's protecting the paint. So, and that Cole Anthony block was absolutely stellar. Was but great. yeah, there's a there's a formula there, and hopefully they can continue that. Very difficult to beat the same team two times in a row, but that's what the Magic will face here tomorrow. Don't miss the action live at Amway Center when the Magic take on the Milwaukee Bucks Monday, January 11th. How about that? The Magic and the Bucks, the rematch of the first round of the playoffs last year. Join the Magic as they proudly honor the life of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and celebrate the first city night by recognizing those in Central Florida who are carrying on his legacy. Tickets are limited. Reserve yours now at orlandomagic.com and get ready to enjoy magic together. When we come back, we're talking Markel Fultz and more of this second unit for the Orlando Magic. We'll be back in a moment here to Magic Drive Time on 96.9 The Game. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof. Our magic never compromise on the court. And magic fans don't have to compromise when it comes to diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry. You always get more at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's leading jeweler, recognized statewide for excellence in every category, selection, value, and trust. And that's why we've been named Exclusive Jeweler of the Orlando Magic again this year. So come visit one of our eight showrooms across the state or 24-7 at shopidc.com forward slash go magic. International Diamond Center, where magic fans shop for jewelry. Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinner bait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. 
And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew. Going back to the school can be difficult, but Florida Technical College showed me the way. Thanks to FTC, I got my diploma in medical billing and coding. My name is Carla Finol, and now I'm working as an NBC office coordinator. See why Florida Technical College has been the choice of people like you since 1982. Learn more about our diploma, associate, and bachelor's degree programs at ftccollege.edu or call 888-981-9707. FTC. Your partner in success. Simply IOA is home and auto insurance you buy online in three minutes or less. And we're proud to be the official insurance broker of the Orlando Magic. Simply IOA lets you compare policies from the nation's most trusted insurance companies, receive quotes, and buy coverage all in less than three minutes. So you'll have more time to cheer on the Orlando Magic. Visit simplyioa.com magic. Simply IOA is powered by Insurance Office of America. Hey, Dante, what's your favorite thing about a Magic win? No-brainer, Jake. 50% off at PapaJohns.com the day after every Magic win. Magic win and fans win with Papa John's because they get 50% off their entire online order. And it's so simple. Just enter the promo code MAGICWIN when you order online at PapaJohns.com. And now you won't miss a shot because you can track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's Pizza, official pizza of your Orlando Magic. Valid online only, not valid with any other discounts. Delivery fee and taxes extra and not subject to discount offer. Hey, Florida, if you need to venture out to get your essential items, please don't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. Instead, find a designated sober driver or use a delivery service. And remind your designated driver to always wear their safety belt and comply with the speed limits. We want everyone to make it back home safely. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. While you watch the game, consider this. The human body has more than 650 muscles, but the only muscle that never rests is the heart. Maybe that's why true courage never rests either. Advent Health supports the courage in every athlete and the incredible inside us all. Advent Health is a proud partner of the Orlando Magic, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Daytona International Speedway, and the official medical provider of Run Disney. Oh, what a way to start the second half. Markel Fultz. Windmill. <laughs> ah, yes. Do it to him, Markel Fultz. Welcome back to Magic Drive Time presented by International Diamond Center. That is the Florida Highway Safety Drive of the Game. And Florida Highway Safety reminds you not to text and drive. Markel Fultz not happy with his performance there in the first half. He had five turnovers. He was struggling to hang on to the basketball. Uh, only had one field goal. And we found out from Steve Clifford that Markel Fultz was very vocal in the locker room during that halftime. And I think it was probably – he was probably upset at himself a little bit. I you know Who knows what he said and who knows if he called anyone out or not. But uh, my guess would be – he wasn't happy with the way he was playing, and he came out and did something about it. He was a completely different player there in that third quarter, and it started by him setting the tone with that dunk, just driving down the lane and hammering it home. But then he became more active on defense. He was getting deflections. He made some nice passes, threw another nice lob to Aaron Gordon. He was very involved. And as much as Aaron Gordon was a key in the magic pulling away in the third quarter, so was Markel Fultz with him putting the team on his back too. 
Yeah, and the third quarter was huge, D. I mean, 38-18, like it was just a stomping. Um, yeah. Obviously, it decided the game. But I also think when you look at it at the end of the night and, you know, early in the season, we're, we're getting all excited. Oh, Markel scoring 20-plus points a game. Well, he doesn't need to do that. It's great if he does, but he doesn't need sure. to do that to impact the game and even to control the game. Cliff talks about that all the time. He's such a smart point guard. Um, he can score six points and even have five turnovers and still play a really good game as long as those assist numbers are there. Um, you know, JT mentioned last night, what about those hockey assists? I'd love to see the numbers there. I'm sure, sure Cliff has access to all those. Um, when the offense is functioning properly, like it did in the third quarter last night, a lot of times it's because Markel's running the show and it doesn't have to be just scoring or direct assists. Um, it, but you can tell his impact on the game from, from collapsing defenses, you know, cutting with the ball, um, but then also moving without the ball. I mean, you know, especially now until Evan gets back, we're going to see instances with him on the floor with Cole. Um, when you got MCW on the floor, you know, he's not, MCW is not a perimeter weapon necessarily, but he can be a weapon with the ball in his hands, creating for his teammates. So I, I, I think Markel and, and, and Bacon can do the same thing attacking the basket. So um, I think it's, it's important with Markel to keep in mind that if the offense is working when he's on the floor, it's probably because of him. And it might not necessarily show up in the, in the stat sheet at the end of the night. No, you're right. He had, I think, I believe it, all five turnovers were in the first half. I yeah. don't think he turned the ball over again in the second half. And he finished with six points, but he had five rebounds and eight assists. And it looked to me, it just looked like, I don't know if it was cold in the building. It looked like he, him and a number of guys, I mean, Sexton was turning it over. He finished with six in the game, did Sexton. but It, it was like cold in the were, building. I, I had to keep my yeah. jacket on all night. It just looked like he struggled to hold on to the basketball. It just looked, it looked fluky there in the first half, and it looked like he might not have been happy about it and came out and did something about it. But, but that, what I've said a couple of times last year, I, I saw Markel Fultz not be happy with the loss on the road, and, and he said so much in, in the postgame show. And I always thought if, if that voice continues to emerge – in that locker room and he's a guy because he says the right things and he thinks the right things. He's a, he's about the right things and he's a very unselfish player. And if that voice is emerging in the magic locker room, that can only be a good thing, right? Oh, that's, and that's good insight. I mean, you know, I don't think a lot of fans know that um, we, we want to know that it bothers guys out on the road when, when they lose a game. And especially in the middle of the season, we know how monotonous it can get, even as broadcasters. Sometimes it's like, okay, I got to do my post-game show anyways. Sure. Yeah. Um, but but that's, I, I think that's good to know that, especially as a younger player, especially as a player as important as your point guard is, um, that, that that impacts him. So now you're talking about two guys who are very important pieces to the team who were angry about the way his, their teams played right. in the first half and that's came right. out and did something about it in the second half. That's really all you can ask for if you're a head coach. And Markel, you know, give him credit. Last year, he's feeling his way. He's not going to come right. in his first year. He's trying to get through. He's trying to get through a healthy season. And so now he's got that behind him. Now he can use his voice. Now he can be the leader of this team. And we've seen that here this year. Saw it for stretches last year as well. Okay, real quick, before we get to break, Mo Bamba made his season debut last night. Just played four minutes. Didn't score. Had a couple of rebounds. I don't, the stats aren't going to matter. And the time of the game isn't going to matter. But the fact that he's on the floor, I heard Steve Clifford on, uh, this station earlier today on Magic Word with Mike Bianchi, every Tuesday at 8.15, uh, a rotation of a Magic personality. So it was great. Today was Steve Clifford's turn. And he said that was just significant having him on the floor for the fact that he's gone through so much and it's documented everything he's, he's gone through just to get back and be healthy. He's behind everyone, didn't have training camp, didn't have the preseason, so he's got to play catch up. But the fact that we got to a point where we could put him on the floor, that in itself is significant. Now let's find a way to get him some more five-on-five work and eventually 
for, for Mo, love to work himself back into the rotation. Yeah, and, and first off, I like the I like the name they came up with, Magic Word with with Bianchi. That's a good one. Yeah, um, that's look, a sports writer. That's Mike Bianchi. That's my that's being a sports writer and knowing how to come up with a name for a second. It, it took him three weeks, but I, but you're right. It, it, <laughs> it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> no, but uh, but with Mo, it's I mean, look, it's tough. It's in in you said you try to find him some five on five. It's really hard to find five on five right now. Um, so it is tricky, and, and so it's a good sign to get him on the floor. Um, I think he's just got to be patient. And, you know, like Cliff said, you know, he is a rolled ankle or whatever, God forbid, sort of, you know, nagging injury. We're going to see him this year with the schedule the way it is from being in the game and needing to play a role. So he's got to stay ready because uh, his time is almost definitely coming at some point. But think about this. You're five and two. You're the second best record in the NBA. And at some point you're going to add Evan Fournier, yeah. James Ennis, Mo Bamba, and Chuma Okiki. I like it. You're going to add those four guys into the mix. I, I for the I, Steve's going to have a ton of weapons, and some guys, unfortunately, are going to be out of the rotation and and have to earn their way back in. And it's going to be no fault of theirs. You just got too many guys that are producing. So we look forward to that. Hopefully, we can start to get some pieces back even as early as tomorrow. The Magic again play the Cavs tomorrow. They'll close out their four game homestand. We have it for you. Jake Chapman does Magic tonight, six thirty tomorrow night, right here on ninety six nine. The game Magic and the Cavs. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Mac and cheese are one tasty pair. How could you make them even tastier? With the chicken you love, of course. Chick-fil-A nuggets and a side of mac and cheese provide a crispy, creamy combo bound to please every taste bud. The dunkable, freshly breaded goodness of Chick-fil-A nuggets is the perfect match for the creamy cheesiness of fresh-baked mac and cheese. Just stop by your local Chick-fil-A for a delicious duo. Florida, if you need to venture out to get your essential items, please don't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. Instead, find a designated sober driver or use a delivery service. And remind your designated driver to always wear their safety belt and comply with the speed limits. We want everyone to make it back home safely. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation.